and welcome to the MHR podcast. I'm Alice. And I'm Andy. And for the past month, we've been taking a look at the world of work and our predictions for 2024. We've taken a look at HR, payroll, finance, and this week, we're going to take a look at learning. Okay. So we've we've discovered over the last month um, that there are some universal themes that affect businesses across departments. So we've been looking at issues such as retention, we've looked at recognition, we've looked at burnout, we've looked at very like people-heavy problems, but we've looked at technology problems as well, such as how can we automate processes, how can we empower our staff with software, how can we enable development, right, Indeed, of yeah. all of these things. And it seems like the more we talk about it, the more we recognize that these aren't just specific to certain departments, these aren't department-specific issues, these are business-wide issues. So exactly. I'm very interested to learn today, looking at our research and what our experts say about learning, how they answer the questions to these problems that keep coming up. Yeah, when you say, obviously, it's a business-wide um, challenges, it's not just, like, say, to specific departments, um, but also you, you're looking at a variety, aren't you, as mm. well? So taking a look at learning then, um, 62% would consider leaving their current job due to insufficient learning opportunities. Oh, there you go, look. So, so we, we talked about, like, learning and development being an issue. Yeah. Now we're talking about <laughs> learning. They're saying everyone's going to leave if you don't do it. So learning and develop continues to be an issue across the department. You need to enable staff with better learning opportunities, otherwise you're going to lose them. Yeah. That's that, what stats are saying. Exactly. And that common theme that, that keeps coming up, I guess, is retention. So it kind of alludes to, right, all these things we talk about within HR, finance, payroll, now learning – there's that common theme of retention. So it brings yeah. that idea of, right, how can we be tackling it? We've begun the year. Yeah. We're kind of forecasting this is going to be a challenge. Yeah. How can we tackle it? But 62% would consider leaving their job. So it's quite a high start, isn't it, really? So we go on to talk about it with our research, don't we? And I think the first thing that we try to recognise at MHR, talking to our industry experts, is that in order for you, and again, it's much like with payroll, the world of work is changing, it always it, will do. It always it's will, It's always yeah. going to move forward. And as a part of that, payroll has changed. We're talking about stuff like real-time payroll, which more accurately reflects the way in which people work now. Learning is the same. Learning has changed forever. That's kind of the strap line of one of the chapters to our, uh, our World of Work guide, right? And as we move into 2024, learning development departments will continue to take more flexible forms. They will have to because the way people work has changed. So the way that you enable them, the way that you help them learn has to reflect that. So nice. gone are the days where traditional face-to-face uh, -face uh, instruction uh, and um, uh, is, is led in, you know, in person solely. Yep. Um, and it was seen as the default. E-learning um, has really, truly established itself, I think. And Definitely. I think we're seeing it a lot more in the world of work. Uh, even more kinds of learning are being offered to employees now than ever before. So if you've got a shift of people around different companies from different cultures or different experiences, and you're not offering that broad scope, or you're not aware of it, you're going to soon get yourself lost behind. And you'll get your staff lost behind as well. Definitely. It's, it's really limiting isn't it and yeah. um we've got a stat here as well that 80 percent of the workforce don't um sit behind a desk anymore so mm. if they're not physically sat at their desk or in the office um it really broadens about how flexible can you make your learning so yeah. that it's um it can be accessed by all employees at all levels so those of you who are familiar with the MHR podcast, you may be aware that we have some repeating guests come in from, from MHR. Uh, and one of them is the fantastic Julia Roberts, who is our uh, internal uh, trainer here at MHR. Indeed. Uh, uh, and she's given a quote into this research uh, in regards to how learning is, is affecting businesses. And she says that soft skills don't change. People are people. Human behavior is human behavior. 
maybe just the methods we use to bring those behaviours to the fore need to change. And it's true, isn't it? Mm. I think everyone has a way that they like to learn. Yeah. Um, so in some ways, I guess you can say, oh, you know, we, we supply um, our employees with learnings, we supply them with a programme, but actually... I think it needs to be flipped around and say to employees, how is it you want to learn? Hmm. Because like Julius says here, human behaviour is human behaviour. Yeah. We're all different. Um, and that, that's the best thing and about we, us. And we've, got, and we've got to recommend those, those differences in our workforce because they're the things that unlock change. They're the things that unlock yeah, growth, true. right? It's 73% of young people are anxious about their futures because of a cost of living crisis. We've talked about that with payroll in the finance episode already, right? Yeah. So they feel like they've not had the same opportunity to develop their careers because businesses have been tighter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so lowering the career expectations as a result means that people feel okay. like they're stagnating or they feel like they're stuck um, in a bit, in a workplace because they're not getting that development. If you're not getting that development, as we've, seen, as we've just seen, you're yeah. going to leave, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of untapped talent that's not being channeled. And also there's a lot of untapped potential that's not being accessed if you don't have the ability to help people learn in different ways in your organization. Yes, yes. And I think as well, if you have the resource like a learning team in mm. in your business um, or trainers you know use their expertise they're the yeah. ones that are going to have the research they're going to see what where people are developing most what's yeah. going to be kind of the topics to be speaking about this year and to be developing in yeah. um so use that resource that's why they're there um so it, you know your learning doesn't have to just be supplied by platform or mm. A document pack. Yeah. Let's hope it's not pen on paper kind of learning but in this day and age. We're already talking about it, aren't we? And that was, that's what our guy goes on to talk about. That's what our research suggests. It's about looking at learning as an experience rather yes. than just a tick box exercise or an age old platform that you've always used. What can you do to embrace a learning experience within your, you know, your, your career at a place? Yeah. So as our guide goes on to say, um, the Learning experiences, LXP, in short. Um, so it's kind of looking at the offshoot or evolution of learning management systems. So yeah. obviously you might have heard the term LMS, which yep. is the learning management system. So everyone's quite familiar with that. It gets the organization at that baseline level of knowledge. Yeah. What the LXP does in that experience is it gets the employees to direct, self-direct their learning. Mm. Um, and also it incorporates possibly AI into it as well. Okay. Um, so on that point, you're probably looking at it's how kind of customer service has expanded into customer experience and how LXP kind of is that evolution and it's existing in businesses now. But on that forefront, it's going to become a lot more popular in 2024. And that's why our guide goes on to say it's going to be something that's really pushed, that employee autonomy in yeah. learning. I think it's going to be very kind of common over the yeah. next year. Okay. So and, and again, it's a different way of looking at learning, isn't it? It's not going, okay, you're on this path. You've got, we've got a learning management system. You can do this. It's like, no, actually, yeah. if we, we can get you to build your own path, use your own initiative to create your own career, and that's how we can. And we need a system that can able to be able to flex with that, flex with your needs, so we can help drive and empower you. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think that's where it's more crucial. It's it's more intuitive. It's more data led. And it and a and a platform, a learning experience platform, is able to identify skills gaps more readily and also suggest development or opportunities where people can actually move within an organisation based on how their skills that they're on with their LXP program uh, that align to opportunities in the business. It it, it, cre- it supports retention because you're does. actually you're able to grow in different ways. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And like we say, that's that is a big challenge for twenty twenty four retention. So yeah. actually if you're retaining your employees and whether they stay in their in their role and they develop or actually they want to change a career, those those employees have built yeah 
kind of confidence within your business and your strategy and they're there to support it. So yeah. you've got to be keeping them. They're, they're the value added yeah. that you have. Um, but something that's quite interesting as well with LXPs and LMSs, um, speaking of them, is you've got to consider the different industries. Obviously, we're a HR payroll finance and learning business. Um, so we speak very highly of digitalization, but actually it's very adaptive to the industries such as hospitality and um, manufacturing. Yeah. Because you've got to think those probably have high levels of turnover and yeah. they're probably quite seasonal. Yeah. So at that point, the learning platforms can help quickly train yeah. up the staff so that yeah. they can be on the forefront where they need yeah. to be um, and they can kind of be that mobile ready. And you can often see in industries, say, like manufacturing, transport logistics or you know hospitality and especially retail, you've got companies that might flex and decrease in size quite regularly, yes. like seasonally. So as soon as you're in an organization where actually your body count changes rapidly or you have to switch or pivot your kind of um, actions, you're bringing in a lot of people that need to learn really fast. Yes. So the LXP is great also for just getting people up to that baseline, like you say, but it's also about going, well, how, how can we make sure we're always at a standard of our staff? And how can we actually... Instead of us seeing our business as a very expensive turnover exercise, because seasonally we're just going to drop in people, how do we retain those people yeah. and help them come to the next level so they stay with the business and help the business grow? Because the longer someone's with you, the more experience they put in, yeah. the more your company's going to develop with them, right? Providing you're investing back into them. Exactly. And that kind of goes into the messages guide here, which is developed employees are empowered employees, right? So very we clear. need to make sure that the learning is in their hands so they can drive the business forward with themselves. Yeah. And I guess that kind of alludes to um, a learning culture of learning. Yeah. Um, and we've got a quote here to create a real culture of learning. People need to be free to learn when and what they want to learn first. So only then will they d develop a real interest in it and then it will impact their skills. So we speak about soft skills, hard skills, um, specialized skills. We spoke finance last week about specialized skills yeah. that existed in, in that department. Um, so it is developing that culture of learning and how best people do want to learn. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Andy, how how is it you like to learn? I'm a really visual learner. So, oh, are you? Uh, yeah, so I think I do like, um, and I also think, it's always changed drastically since I've been working, right. right? So it used to be that I would start a job and I had to do all my mandatory courses. And sometimes I've had jobs where that was really where my learning ended, right? Right. And then I had to go for a culture where businesses would actually have to tell me or remind me of actually, no, the learning's in your hands. You should be recommending where we can go. But it was very much a go to a course in person. It was very right, much a okay. go to a seminar, go mm -hmm. to a conference, um, or do this course online and you can get a certificate. But yeah. I think it's way more flexible than that. It's not seeing it's not seeing that learning has to be this very rigid qualification. It's that le learning needs to be an experience where I can expose myself to more skills. But how do I quantify that? Um, or is is learning just a goal setting exercise? I I I really like all forms. I like yeah. meeting in person because I'm very conversational, right? But I, if sometimes if I need to just up my knowledge on compliance or, you know, yeah. or like a system or a process, I literally want short, snappy visual bites right. that I can interact with. That yeah. really helps me absorb makes, information. Yeah, it's, it's being memorable, isn't it? Yeah. it? It's fine taking a team out on a, on yeah. a, on a training day yeah. or, um, like I say, having the short snippets. If that's the best way you learn, yeah. that's what you're going to remember. And that's when you've yeah. learned something, isn't it, actually? And the worst <laughs> thing you can do is actually go, right, your new job, here's all that stuff you need to read. I'm like, well, I'm never going to absorb that. My focus uh, isn't no. there. I'm not engaged with no it. No matter how much I highlight yeah. that sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not going to go in. It's true. But like you say, there has been a massive change in the way that people learn. And I think that is with the help of technology, isn't it? No, yeah. even in my university, from the first year to the fourth year, it changed drastically, yeah. obviously, 
COVID did push that along a lot more. But like you say, I think learning is now a lot more accessible yeah. um, and it's a lot more accepted across the whole of the business. It's mm -hmm. not just for those specific roles where they have yeah. the qualifications. It's encouraged for everyone, no matter what your role is. And I think opening up those platforms and making it more digital as an experience, it really, really helps an organisation understand the level of experience and skill they have. For yeah. example, as soon as you make a course that you can interact with digital, you can start tracking how much, not, not only how many people have watched it, yeah. but how much they've watched of it. Right. And where they've gone wrong or like, because you can start using that data to go, actually, you're not engaging with this. You're not engaging with this learning because actually part of a learning experience platform is that you're learning how to teach people to learn. Right. That's you're fine. You're getting yeah. data around how your staff are engaging so you can improve that experience, yeah. um, which is very hard to do in an in-person setting. Whilst they're yes. there and engaging, that's True. very anecdotal data, whereas sometimes you need the whole this many people, especially if you're a business that works, say, in manufacturing or in a legal sector or a business in a professional sector is uh, when people need actual qualifications or compliance testing, you need to know they've done it. You do. So if you're like, actually, we, yes, we use training for your development, but also we use learning to make sure that you're up to the compliance standard this business needs. Yeah. I need that data. Otherwise, I know my business is at risk. If I can't prove it. So exactly. digitalization is really helpful in that sense. Yeah, definitely. And there's one point that you kind of alluded to there, and that was the idea of um, the investment mm. in learning. Um, obviously, there are mandatory learning that does need to take place, but yeah. probably companies do think, well, how much of a return on investment are we getting yeah. if we're investing in learning? And I guess in some ways, in a short-term view, you're probably thinking, well, what is the return? But actually, yeah. if you think about long-term, if you're upskilling your employees, um, and that's kind of, I think, quite a key word for this year, isn't yeah. it? The upskill, especially in the economic crisis yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we're in. But going back to the point, um, if you're upskilling your employees, there will be a return. Yeah. You don't know how great that return is, but yeah. there will be a return that comes that comes in sight. Um, but again, you've got to think about um, that the costs will increase with learning. Yeah. As you become more digitalized, as it becomes broader, the costs yeah. will increase. But actually, the more skills your employees come and the more confident, the more they'll want to retain their job in, yeah, in your business sure. and they'll want to see their careers develop um with the company that they they're yeah. in and I, th and I think on like to end on that point like i think one thing we can all focus on is like the reason we we invest in learning or the reason we should invest in learning and we should invest in people is it can help future proof your organization right that's yeah that's true we we don't we you don't spend a lot of money on people who are going to just pass through the idea is that they can stick with an organization and they can help it move forward because not only do you have the right level of skill in the organization but you're exposing people to new ways of working that this business aren't currently operating in and they can bring in right true. say i go to a true. conference or i do a seminar on something that i'm upskilling in the whole point is i come back to work and i go i learned this we don't do it yeah. and i've learned there's an opportunity to do that if we do this we can add extra value x y and z right yeah. you can do that in all forms of learning so True. the guide goes on actually as we talk about it and kind of ends on the point in our learning section about upskilling for the future which is that you know skill set jobs have changed 25 percent to since 2015 right and by right. 2027 that number is expected to double right okay. shifting technologies mean that new skill sets are constantly in demand Right. That means that skills gaps are plaguing organizations up and down the country. Like okay. This is a universal problem. Technology is right. changing. We have an old and increasingly old workforce that are leaving. Experience is getting lost. And we have a younger generation that know, yeah. don't, you know, are, are still learning how these things work uh, and also 
need to get up to speed with new technologies, especially as a resident workforce, are definitely aren't up to speed with new technologies. If you don't learn, you're yeah. going to get stuck behind your competitors, right? So finance teams yeah. are in particular a suffer, suffering as a result of skills gaps right. because they often lack soft skills revolving around leadership and workload management. That is what our data has shown. So skills uh, skills change at a pace faster than traditional learning and development approaches. Okay. So uh, as a result, it's really important that learning and development departments collaborate closely with all of their employees and managers to understand what skills are currently needed and what will be needed in the future. Because you've got to plan ahead for that. You don't, you want, do. to get, you don't yeah. want to be learning what skills are out now. You need to be learning what's coming so you can be ahead, right? Yeah. So this will especially be especially important in industries where our AI, and we've talked about it a lot, yeah. could be quite disruptive. Right, by training people up with soft skills and leadership skills, you give employees the ability to supplement AI um, use without being overpowered by it. So it's okay. learning how you can manage this rather than being led by it. So, and, and a quote I'll end off is, who better to talk about the latest skill uh, than the employees that are demonstrating this day to day? Oh, Find the great. people yeah. in your company with the skills that you need more of. Talk to them about what they need. Exactly. That's the best way to support your learning journey. It is. It's, it's definitely true. Mm. Um, so in summary, I guess the main things we've really talked about and the biggest thing is the changing landscape of learning. Yeah. Like I say, there's so many different methods, so many different resources. We spoke about the LMS. We spoke about LXP, the experience. But kind of the point that you ended on there is go and find what suits you. Yeah. You are the driver behind your your learning and your capabilities and what you want to do next. Um, yeah. So take that, empower yourself, go and find what suits you. Um, but at the end of the day, it should be about empowering your employees. And that's for no matter what department, what role you have, yeah. that should be what the business is investing in. And again, if you can invest or you have the option to digitalize this and make sure that you're using technology to capture this information, you're going to give yourself a better sight of where your gaps are. You can make better business planning decisions and you can also make sure that you're retaining your staff by providing them with opportunities to align their skills that you've logged with yes. opportunities that the business can offer them. Exactly, exactly. I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast this week, um, Learning About Learning. Yeah, I feel like we've learned a lot, if nothing else. I think so. If you'd like to check out the um, World of Work guide, it will be on our website, mhrglobal.com. And next week, we'll be taking a look into, well, we'll find out next week. Yeah, tune in then. then. <laughs> I've been Alice. I've been Andy. We'll see you next week. Bye.